you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Around the NFL Podcast. Tarps on. From the Chris Westlink Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Got one hero with me. Greg Rosenthal. Hey, Greggy, what's up? Catch <laughs> that up. I'm looking to rebound. I, I was coming off um, vacation on the last show. Uh-huh. It was like a late night the night before. Mm-hmm. I actually locked my car keys in my car oh. at the parking spot, then had to get an Uber home with the family, then no. take an Uber back. This is all after midnight, after being chill. And it just didn't feel like I brought my A game, so I... I'm going to try to bring it today. I didn't sense that you uh, had faltered on the show on, on Monday but on Tuesday, but could at the same time. It could have been better. I wasn't thinking clearly. The keys in the car. I've done one better. I've done the locking keys in the car while the keys are in the ignition and the car is running before. I've done that one. <laughs> yeah, but this is like we we <laughs> my parents live on an island so you had to take the boat and then you have to get from the boat to oh. the airport in a in a car in like an Uber. And then that's an hour. Then you take the flight there. You get back. You got two kids, and it's 11.30 p.m. And the first thing we do when we get into the car, I pack all the bags oh. and then close everything. And then, yeah. And then I'm a disappointment to my, to my children. Oh. To my children. The wife must have been furious with you. She wasn't pleased, but we realized she had a set of uh, house keys, which really saved the day. All right. Well, that's good. It all worked out. You're here. Sorry. You're still in a committed relationship. You, your children love you. Um, we have a nice if, show. If she tonight. leaves me, it'll be like after they go to college. She's going to wait, you know, get through that at least. Stay together for the kids. That old gag. Um, I was reading something today. You know, we are in the Chris Wessling podcast studio. There were little turns of phrase with Wes that I miss because we haven't heard them now for uh, well over a year uh, since his tragic passing. And one that uh, I was reading something about the return of Better Call Saul, which is one of my favorite shows on television. It's back this weekend. And uh, uh, something about uh, Saul Goodman, and it said, oh, he was hoisted with his own petard. Ooh, that's a West. That was, a, and I was like, that stopped me in my tracks. And that was, if you ever, West did not typically back down 
on things. That was one of one of the great things about Wes and what made him such great uh, conversationalist and on this podcast. But sometimes if he kind of got caught and he got busted on something, he would say, oh, I've been hoisted with my own batard. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Hamlet, by the way. Did you know that? I didn't. He, yeah, he had a, a way with words. I, I miss it. I mean, there's now I, I want to go start. Li- I think I'm ready to start listening to old podcasts just to hear his voice. Mm. It's not something I've I've done. Not something I was really ready to do. I've, I don't I traditionally don't like listening to our podcast. It just like annoys me. I think of what we could do better. I annoy myself mostly. Uh, but I think it's time. It's time to do that. Well, well, while you were away last week when we did our Qualis to Fantasia segment, um, Colleen and Mark and myself all listened to the previous one with Chris and hearing his mm-hmm. laughter and how much he got a kick out of, especially Mark's setups and stuff. That was nice. Yes, it's uh, uh, he is always with us in, in the archive of this show as well, which is, yes, once you're ready to go back to it, it's pretty amazing that we have. And it's amazing. Link has it, of course, and Lakeisha. So, all right, let's get to the program. We have a special guest. I don't know how we booked him. I mean, he's the busiest man. Uh, he must be really busy right now. Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network fame and our occasional enemy on this show, our rival, maybe not in the podcast game. No. But in some ways. No. A rival. He gave up on that. I, he had like that upstart. What was it called? <sighs> Path to the Sticks, I think. Like Foraging he, Logs? Right. It was, it was something, but he has his lane. We have ours now. We're both kings of our domain. And sometimes... You don't want to go into someone else's domain, right? You know, so I'll I'll be curious to see his attitude when he comes here. You know, sometimes there's big time guys that they go on other people's show and they take over the entire show, and right. that's seen it. I've thought about Lived like I, I've worried about doing that. That you don't want to become that guy. Wow, you know? stay tuned. This is going to be really interesting <laughs> to see how that conversation goes. Uh, Greg, you could find yourself uh, hoisted with your own petard, so be will. careful. But before we get to DJ talking a little draft, because the draft is coming. It is, in fact, two weeks from today, uh, and we will be in Las Vegas for that, uh, the 2022 NFL draft. Let's hit the news. But it was basically taking Coke out and putting Pepsi in. Didn't realize at that time the kind of impact that having Phil Knight come to the sideline with Monica Lewinsky, not Monica Lewinsky, but but with a great tennis player at the time. You don't need any context, Greg. You know who that is, obviously, Jared Jones, uh, but mistaken in uh, Monica Sellis, the tennis great. You are a big tennis fan. I loved Monica Sellis in the day. Perhaps maybe the most not Monica Lewinsky dominant force in women's tennis in history uh, okay. before that happened. If you look at the stretch she had. Uh, that is embarrassing. Is that a recent quote? He was just talking about that. Yes. Yes. I gotta say, and what I have, we have to be careful here. But <laughs> very careful. <laughs> there was this little social media clip going around how Jerry Jones like had a, a availability yesterday, and he made this joke because he was stories above the entire media and everyone below him. And right. he was like, oh, my subjects beneath oh. me. And everyone laughed. And there's been a lot of laughter uh, for Jerry Jones press conferences. Like he's he's untouchable. He can go through anything yes. to have the off season that Jerry Jones has had on multiple fronts and no one cares. And everyone's laughing at all his jokes. He He's in that zone where he can do whatever he wants. It's very hard to get into that lane, that bulletproof lane. Uh, but Jarrah has done it. It's a little much. 
a little much. Right now, I need a little less, less of it, a little less. All right, let's get into it. A, a little more, a little more, a lot more money for Derek Carr, who signs an extension with the Las Vegas Raiders, three years, $121.5 million. Uh, takes him through 2025. It is uh, the agreement came as Carr was entering the final year of the deal he signed of his previous deal. And uh, that locks him in with Josh McDaniels, the new head coach, uh, gets him um, that security uh, peace of mind that I imagine he's been waiting for for some time uh, with the Raiders and never seemed to come under John Gruden, but it feels like he finally has it. Derek Carr uh, spoke about his passion uh, for being a Raider in the press conference that accompanied this announcement. I've only wanted to be a Raider, and I told my agent, I said, I'm either going to be a Raider or I'm going to be playing golf. Like, I don't want to play anywhere else. I buy it. I think he's kind of, Greg, a interesting figure in the landscape of quarterbacks. I think he thinks a little differently than other quarterbacks. I think being a Raider means a lot to him. Certainly being a Raider now that Devontae Adams is there as well means a lot to him and having Darren Waller in the house. Uh, he's had an interesting career, and now he gets to continue with the Raiders. Um, clear skies ahead. Uh, an almost unprecedented career. I, I read this stat from the uh, from ESPN from Paul Gutierrez that he's 58-70, and 70, and his record – is worse in terms of 500 than any quarterback that stayed with the team that long. That's now entering his ninth season. And he hasn't won a playoff game, of course. And respect has been hard earned from fans, from jamokes like us. Jamokes. Who he once blocked. um, And from his organization, as you mentioned, because he signed that contract at his very heights, like multiple uh, regimes ago in, in in Oakland at the time, Reggie McKenzie, when they were about to make that playoff run and he played all the way through that contract. And it basically, and there were questions about him the whole time, but I give him so much respect because I think he's really improved at his craft and he gets just like a little better every year. And it, you just keep stacking it, especially the last three years. I just think he's gotten a little better throwing the ball deeply. He's got, he's gotten better making decisions. He's smarter than ever. He's got, Great setting the protection. He's he still doesn't maybe throw as many passes as you want in terms of being aggressive in key situations, but he's gotten better at that. Like where each year he's just like a couple spots better. You got to respect the guy who's done it that way because nothing's been easy for him and nothing's going to be easy. That division is so hard. Uh, he's got a better opportunity with better players, but nothing's easy here. They could be in a spot a year from now where they're still fourth place in that division. He embraces the challenge. He likes the idea. I think he, he feeds off it, in fact, and it plays into why he's a little sensitive on social media because he does get a lot of doubts, and the doubts are still there now that Russell Wilson has also joined the AFC West, and it's, it's, it's a loaded division with great quarterback play, but I don't... Because he's gotten better, incrementally better, and now that he has a true superstar wide receiver in Devontae Adams, I do see a scenario where the Raiders have a real chance here to compete. They won 10 games last year. I think that's in play again this year, even in that division. And he's just a fun guy to watch because I think he does operate with a little bit less than some of these other guys, and yet he does find a way to to make it work. And I thought it was interesting on... um, Twitter, when the when the news went down, uh, so there was some discussion. Uh, ben Solak of uh, the Ringer 
um, had mentioned that he he's kind of in that zone where everyone Ooh. ahead of him is a true star, and then everyone behind him is not a true uh, or a true established quarterback on one end, somebody that's not a guy you could trust on the other side of Derek Carr. And of course, that is we mentioned Chris Wessling. That is the Dalton scale, and maybe Derek Carr is mm. the prime meridian. I think he's a little on the positive end. See, this compared is, to that. This, this reminds me of an old back and forth, though. I don't, I don't know if you're. Uh, showing the strongest grasp of what the Dalton scale is, you <laughs> always, always had a tough. you it's always had tough. a problem because to me, Carr is clearly on the right side of the Dalton scale. What 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 Ben Solak was saying was, yeah, he's in that Kirk Cousins Tannehill tier to me, which is clearly you you're not going to get better than that most likely. It's really hard. He's clearly better than the median, which to me is closer to a, a Teddy, you know, a replacement level. I guess Tua would be someone, maybe even Matt Ryan now. He's above that. So he's like on the right side of the Dalton scale, but he's not the transcendent player. And is that, that good enough, for. especially in the AFC right. West? I get it, but what else are you going to do if you're the Raiders? I guess you could have gotten in the mix for Deshaun Watson if you chose to go down that road or Russell Wilson, but they, they went with the guy they know and trust. Here's the so I think he's in the same tier as the Stafford, though, who just won a Super Bowl. I think the idea is you surround him with enough great stuff, you can win with him for sure. The thing, uh, the other thing about the, and it was sometimes difficult to grasp for me, the Dalton scale, was that Dalton, even when he had a big year, like in 2015, for instance, he remained the prime meridian. He would slide. Yeah. The scale would react to him moving, which always blew my mind. But uh, Ben's quote uh, tweet, just because I want to have it right. All quarterbacks better than and including Derek Carr are probably good. All quarterbacks worse than Derek Carr are probably bad or are Kirk Cousins. (laughs) So that's that's where Solak came down. Very interesting uh, Mm. to see how this AFC West unfolds. The the last quick thing is I want to mention is just is the contract, which I give both sides a lot of credit for. I think was really interesting. I think it's it really split the difference of what both sides were trying to accomplish. Carr got a lot of guaranteed money uh, up front, but he didn't get most of it until three days into the next league year. So they took care of him for this year. He asked for a no trade clause, and that's that's fascinating too because that's currency. Like that, that's like you're in a negotiation. The team gave that to him because ultimately that helps him. That helps him control a process potentially a year from now in a scenario where this doesn't go well, which I think they're entering this contract knowing it's possible that he could be traded and that he would be able to control that process. So most of the guarantees are three days into next league year. And if for some reason the Raiders really struggled or McDaniels and him weren't a a match, then he could be talked about as a potential trade chip. A year from now. And it should be noted that this is the first major quarterback contract to come down the pike since the infamous Deshaun Watson Cleveland deal, which, uh, according to one person who is plugged in that I had a conversation with, and this makes sense, owners are not happy at all about how things played out with all that guaranteed money and just the logistics that's going to involve be involved with having to pay other quarterbacks. Now, Carr doesn't have the leverage to pull that move the way Watson did, but Justin Herbert, for instance, probably yeah. does. So we're not, this isn't, I don't think Carr is a good test of what the Watson fallout is going to be, but it's certainly hey, It's like owners, get over yourselves. Uh, you're billionaires. You can guarantee one contract for a quarterback. I, right. I think they'll be fine. 
well, some owners are more right. wealthy than other owners within, and there's things with uh, I see where this money needs to be put from, into yeah. escrow. You got to pay. I'm not going to guess the source, money. but I think I have a good idea. Uh, in other quarterback news, this is from Tom Pelissero. Greg, this just came down, so uh, let's react in unison. The Cardinals have yet to make a contract offer to Pro Bowl quarterback Kyler Murray. This is from Pelissero, whose agent, Eric Burkhardt, that's the guy that sent out the giant letter in all caps that freaked everybody out, informed the team weeks ago he was pulling his opening proposal off the table, per sources. Other teams are monitoring closely. Arizona insists Murray won't be traded. Uh, follow-up tweet from T- Pelicero, his reporting. Four QBs, Rodgers, Watson, Stafford, and Derek Carr have signed contracts extensions worth $40 million or more in the past month as the market continues to go up. Murray's mm. due $5.5 million in 2022, and it'd be a surprise if he plays on that deal. Yeah, so here we are, Greg. This continues to linger. We've talked about it with uh, Kyler Murray that What's ha- or is a holdout on the way? Could he still possibly be, possibly be traded? The draft, of course, is right around the corner now. There's still a lot of smoke around this, Greggy, that Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals aren't long for each other. This is just a reminder, I think, from Murray's agent in his camp. Remember, remember me? Like, right. Don't it, we, I've been out of the news a little too long. Remember me. Uh, they haven't even offered my guy a contract, and I think he's made it very clear he's not playing for that contract. That's what Tom Pelissero was saying between the lines. He, he's unlikely to play on that deal, and those two sides are going to come to a head. Give me a new and that, deal, and that, trade me, or expect right, a hold and that, Hey, by the way, with the draft coming up in two weeks, here's a reminder to the other teams. If you want to get in a godfather deal to the Cardinals, like now the next couple weeks is the time to do it. That This is when uh, some big-time trades have happened in the week two weeks leading into the draft. Right. And we were just talking about the Watson deal, how that changes the landscape in the NFL for franchise quarterbacks. Kyler, I think is a guy that is above the Derek Cartier. Yes. Uh, and probably is thinking to himself, I want something like that as well. And the Cardinals are like, hamina, 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 hamina. Interesting. Uh, speaking of the Cardinals, AJ Green signed with the Cardinals last year and had a pretty solid season. We just talked about it with the gray beards. And he returns. Well, I look at now. this as a response to what you you guys did. You and Silva. I'm putting him in this. Minute. Okay, let's hear. I'll hear you out. Well, he just felt disrespected. He wanted to go to the Greybeards, <laughs> and you're signing a cancer in Antonio Brown, right? Uh, Julio Jones, who can't stay on the field, right? And you didn't even give AJ Green a sniff. He was waiting around for that. No, call. No, we sniffed him. What did it finally Silva didn't say? Happen. It finally didn't happen. So he's like, I guess I'll go back. What? He waited for the show. He's, he right. appreciated that I even brought up his name. But then he's like, okay, I'll settle for the Cardinals. It's important to note, because what Evan said was correct. I hadn't put that in my article. I hadn't put that out in the public. Evan leaked this, which we'll talk <laughs> privately. At. We were inviting him to camp. Well, that's when you're just getting invited to the um, Greybeards camp. It's right. when you have to take a long look in the mirror about where you're really at. Right. And you want actually, the guaranteed money from we the train area. actually in uh, the Western New York area in the summer. So we were inviting Cole Beasley as well. <laughs> so because he was he would have been able to practice with us. Um, and as then, long as you're outside, you're, you're outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Bait, but A.J. Green's bait, back bait. with uh, Arizona. That That's fine. He was a good fit there uh, for what he brings to the table in 2022. Also, Sammy Watkins. This, here's something crazy. We, uh, you know, he's 28 now. He was 27 for 12 years. And sure enough, he's also a guy that he, we had extended a workout with the Greybeards. Uh, we were planning to and then realized he's still somehow in his 20s. So he goes and he signs 
with the Green Bay Packers, a team that is uh, looking to fill in gaps here, Greg. Now that Devontae Adams is catching passes from Derek Carr, or will be. So no MVS there, no Adams. They have a lot of work to do still, but Watkins contract up to $4 million. I legit love this move just because they need about three receivers. And I, I'm... Dying on this hill, but when Watkins has actually played the last couple of years, he looked good for Baltimore last year. He made a big time difference in a handful of those games. Like he is a good rotational receiver to have on your team. So for this price, okay. they, they just need to take swings. He also hasn't topped 700 yards in a season since 2015. So he's, he, you know what you're getting here. You're just getting like a guy that's in the mix. Um, but he's also super into aliens, so I feel like that that could be something him and Aaron Rodgers uh, share. I'll have some deep talks on. Yeah. Where are you? Where, where are you on uh, aliens? Mark usually the, the oxygen in the room goes towards Mark and aliens, but now that he's on vacation, I'd like to know your. I actually stance. remember there was a Sammy Watkins alien story and a Rodgers alien story <laughs> that we've talked about uh, on this podcast back in the day. I um I don't believe in aliens. You know I don't really. Uh, Anywhere. I'm not ruling them out. It's kind of like it's kind of like God for me. I mean, sh- anything's possible, but uh, not really, not really. So in this jumping into that. So in this universe, yeah. is there any other universe beyond this one that we're aware of? I mean, there no. I mean, there could. Be. Aren't there like tons and I mean, tons there are tons. <laughs> not universe. Tons and tons and tons of you. Uni- I don't know. I think if you I think look, there are. I think the keep, understanding it is. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I think there has been. And I'm, I'm not a scientist, but I'm pretty sure that they have found. Wait, you're not a scientist? I know. Crazy, right? <laughs> it's a mul- mul- the multiverse. You know, that that's a date. No, a, that's like Spider-Man, like the same thing, isn't it? And I'm I mean, not talking universe, about- you know, the in the name uni, you know, that means one. One. Yeah. Right. See, I don't think because I do think there is life elsewhere yeah how could you not but i also don't think uh, i know greg you're like a oh, little green martians and and all this stuff like no i'm talking about you know other people other things other beings that are like what we're doing right now or somewhere else it's possible it's it's totally possible but uh and so i wouldn't rule it out but i haven't really been so, but right now you're out i'm i'm out if i had to make the choice because i haven't been given any real reason <laughs> to think so it's They're listening, like, by the way. We're just filling in, you know, holes. Uh, you know how we don't know anything. Sometimes now, we talk about like, oh, by the way, the monitors that are taping our show, those monitors are just playing in the shadowy league figures offices throughout this building. Think about that with the aliens in a big spot watching you judging them and doubting them. I don't feel like that's going to be what saves me or not. In other news, oh no, Baker Baker Mayfield's in the rundown. Let's try it again, Ricky. While you were out last week, Greg, I tried to fire this story oh, yeah. into the sun. Not once, but twice. And both times I failed. Let's let's give it another try. Okay, here we go. Come on, baby. Get to the sun. Get to the sun. Oh look, it's another universe. He doesn't believe. Okay, I think this one's going to hit, actually. Oh, no. It's coming back. Well, that's my fault. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, oh, uh-oh. Went right over us. Oh, that was an old age home. Bad news. Here's Baker Mayfield, <laughs> who was on a podcast, the You Never Know podcast, YNK. And he had to say this about how things have ended with the Browns and any disrespect he may feel. He's still a member of the Browns. I, no, I, I feel disrespected, 
because I was told one thing and they completely did another. That's what I'm in the middle of right now. And you know what? Okay, I got I got my taste of it because I've had four different head coaches in four years, a bunch of different coordinators. I've had, talk about the highs. They always come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they always come back. He also expanded <laughs> on like where he finds himself right now and what his future holds. It's a big question mark for him as well. I'm just looking for stabilization right now. And like, I know what I need to do for me to be, to be the best version of me. I'm in a good place right now. Right. To where like, I have no clue where I'm going. Where is he going? Is he going to the Cardinals? He, he threw out there that he thought the Seahawks were the most likely. I apologize that you sent the story into the sun. I think we did that on the TV. No, it failed. It keeps coming uh, back. So that's why we keep talking about it. This, I, I listened to quite a lot of this because I did find it interesting. I think people were being a little unfair to Mayfield in terms of taking out some of the quotes, like the one where he said he'd like to go to other people's jobs and boo them at their desk job and see how they handled right. it, which is never like a great uh, quote. But in context, it wasn't it wasn't so bad. The most interesting part of this to me was he started talking about the fact that he understood his teammates didn't like him. And he, he started to say, and it was it was one of those things he said, he said, if I'm worried about getting them to like me, what am I doing? They don't care if I like them either. They want their quarterback to win. They're trying to get a paycheck, blah, blah, blah. So guys who don't personally like me, that's fine. I, I have to get their respect. And the way I do that is working my ass off being myself because you can get sifted out in an effing heartbeat if you're fake. They'll sniff that out quick. And, and I hear that and I read that as like, I realize I was a fake. Like a lot, a lot of the things he was saying on this, and he was saying, I was really struggling to like motivate people when we're making money. That was easy. I could get in their face. I could do that because we were on the same playing field. But now it's like, these guys are rich guys. How am I going to motivate them? And when I hear that, I was kind of like, is he talking about himself? Like, how is he motivating himself? Because he's saying the good times are always coming back and he's always this chip on the shoulder guy. Like, to me, he was kind of talking about himself, that his motivation has maybe gone up and down, that his way that he relates to other teammates in terms of like trying to be something that he's not like didn't work. And he knows that. And I think and that's mature. Like you should be able to learn from that. He is a young guy who's going to hopefully learn. And the way that he dealt with his teammates and the Brown, like with the Browns was a bit of a problem. Yeah, I think it's I one of the like reasons he's out there right now, whether it's a pro athlete or just anybody, whatever job is like, if you think, People don't like you. I feel like it's time for a little introspection. Like, why don't people like me? Right. Like, and what I think am I, this was what am I doing, doing that. Alone. Yeah. Like, and what, how, because it's not, it's not so important on a, because it, it could be superficial. Like everybody likes me, but nobody really loves you or cares about you. What, what is it that's rubbing you the wrong way or rub, making you uh, have friction with these guys? Because, you know, we, we see that like Russell Wilson's another guy. You hear things that sometimes there's some friction, but you also then have to back it up with big time play. And it's been too up and down for Baker. Um, hmm. I just like when his takeaway was, though, I could always motivate people when we weren't making money. I think he's misreading like what he needs to do as a quarterback in the NFL. Because these men are motivated. Who's the running it's back? It's like they're motivated because they, they're trying to be great. And yes, they're motivated to make money. But that's like they, they've handled themselves getting to this point. And it felt a little bit like projecting that a lot of times people, especially young people give themselves away by what they notice in others. And, okay. and, and I feel like, 
like he, his motivation, and he said the good times always come back. His play has gone so up and down, and I think he knows that about himself. So he's he's not a steady guy, and he's not a steady player. Like that's you you that's worrisome as a quarterback. Who was the uh, running back when Baker went on the record, and I think he did it confidently at the time. Like we don't want people here that don't Duke want Johnson. To be Duke Johnson, and I think he in a college world that probably right. made more sense. But in the pros, the players in that locker room, because I remember there being some percolation about that, were like, "Nah, man, it's a business situation," and Duke Johnson's caught in a tough spot. And I think uh, Baker, maybe those are the type of things, too, that he maybe he'll think twice in the future um, before being so public. But he is he talks and he talks and he talks. And I think he because he loves to talk so much, he's always going to be putting his foot in his mouth, whether he realizes well, Seahawks responded to this story, though, almost immediately. You know what they did? What they do? They signed Geno Smith. They oh! were like, Baker Mayfield can throw it out there that Seattle's the most likely Wait, is guy. This a, we is this another app? We have a guy. I think it's another app. <laughs> and now, another edition of Sipping on Vino, Checking on Gino. Oh, yes. the One of the hottest names in the uh, pro football universe, Geno Smith. He is Woo! back in the good graces of the Seattle Seahawks, who have signed him to a one-year deal. Uh, with incentives that can get all the way up to $7 million, which is a nice uh, contract. So he gets a raise off last year. And, oh, by the way, yes, Russell Wilson is not in the building. Pete Carroll, Greg, said that bringing back Geno, which they wanted to do, uh, is not going to stop them or get them out of the quarterback market. But now they do have somebody, in addition to Drew Locke, that they could say, all right, I mean, do we want to roll with this guy? Why not? <laughs> Well, they're paying him three to four million. Drew Locke's a second round pick on a rookie contract. So they're still paying less money at quarterback than I would guess every other team in the NFL. Maybe the Texans uh, are paying less so they can absolutely bring in Baker Mayfield if they want, even though I am rooting for the chaos that would be Geno Smith week one starter. (laughs) <laughs> but they could they could bring in Baker and they can certainly bring in a, a draft pick with their first round pick. The either, last either time, way, either way, I expect them to. The last time that Geno Smith was slated to be a week one starter, he uh, stiffed a guy over a three hundred dollar plane ticket and got his jaw broken. Remember that? Never really got another fair chance again until, as you know, Evan Silva pointed out, he lit it up last year and got well, like a three hundred percent raise here. He lit up the Jaguars, that's for sure. He lit up. Uh, I just want to read you a tweet though, Geno Smith. Yeah. Uh, this morning, tweeted out like fine wine, baby. Ooh, getting better with time. And he also had a couple tweets around that that center on that he was an old man now. Is it possible? I'm just saying, is he listening to sipping with Vino? He well, is I'm saying if he's talking about how I'm an old man after he was a gray beard and he's mm. making wine refs, is he a listener? Well, he only follows 290 people on Twitter, <laughs> and I'm one of them. What? Oh, yeah. He's followed me for a while. He knows I'm a fan. You're one of 290. One of 290. So that's <laughs> oh, like an exclusive club. <laughs> are, are we putting out social stuff connected to Gino a lot, Ricky? I don't think so. Yeah. Huh. There's a chance Gino Smith listens to the show. There's a chance. He People always at me whenever anything happens with Gino and at right. him, too. So that might, that Gino, might put it on his radar. If you're listening right now, send us a sign. <laughs> Okay, and one more thing on Gino, and maybe Gino turn it off for this one, uh, Greg. Uh, Greg Rosenthal, PI. Uh, one thing you said on Tuesday when you were jet lagged and everything, and your wife had you sleeping on the couch, um, that you said like the real ones 
know what happened with that DUI arrest. And that didn't sit with me well, because it's like, if you know something, on this podcast, Greg Rosenthal, PI, has to share it. I'm just going to say that TMZ uses police sources for a lot of their stories. Right. Uh, let's quickly hit a couple of things. Do we want to hit the Brady Dolphin story here? It's just so weird that uh, I just feel like we should at least say that we don't believe it. That there was this story in the Boston Globe, which is like a big paper that it's a large said, one, said that the, the Dolphins were going to set up Tom Brady with a front office job, minority ownership, and he was going to be the quarterback. And that Brian Flores dropped his lawsuit on the Dolphins later that day of when when Brady retired, and that ended up blowing the whole thing up. There's been very soft reporting about this. I think it was something that took a life of its own, whispered in NFL circles. We have our own Brady insider, you know. You oh, re- yes. remember who it is? Yep, of course. Who nailed the Brady story? Oh yes. Who followed ATN up on, on this one? ATN Deep Throat. He followed up on this story, this specific one, and he said that they were confused by it. That the, that there's nothing to it. Really, nothing to it. I connected. I, with ATN I really think Deep it's Throat. bad reporting, and there's been some bad reporting by this uh, particular reporter over the years that's made me question things. I'm just saying. Okay. ATN Deep Throat. I said I wanted him to come on the show, and we could do the thing where you. Ah! When you mask his voice, it's like, and he gives us, you know, his reporting, and then uh, he could become a huge character on the show. He didn't seem incredibly yeah. excited by the idea. That doesn't seem like something he would want to do. But I think the story's fake. I just want to put that out there. All right. Uh, the Lions uh, uh, signed Deshaun Elliott. Greg, you have something on that, buddy? <laughs> I just think the Lions have had kind of like a quietly nice offseason. I like Deshaun Elliott a lot as a, a safety for the Ravens. The players that the Lions brought back for the price that they did it. I just, everything about this Lions team makes sense. It's been a while. I think they're doing this the right way. That's all. All right. John Harbaugh it. says when Lamar is ready, we'll be ready. Uh, so that this does not feel mm. like the Kyler Murray situation, but it is notable that Lamar Jackson, who unlike Kyler Murray, is a former MVP, is about to enter the final year of his deal. Do we have that sound from the Rich Eisen show uh, this week? You know, he's a unique guy, and it's, you know, people have been scratching their heads and trying to figure out Lamar probably for a long time, you know, ever since he was a kid. And uh, he's got his way of going about doing things, but that's what you love about him. That's what I love about him. When he's ready to do it, it's going to become a priority for him, and uh, it, it doesn't have to be a priority for us right now. When it's God's will and Lamar's will at the same time. It's it's going to all fit together. People have been trying to figure out Lamar since he was a kid. This whole thing that they're putting on him, that it's all up to Lamar, I just wonder what he thinks about them um, talking about it that way. He's He stayed radio silent. This was one of those stories that I put into the rundown pretty high up mm-hmm. when we didn't have a lot of news, and a lot's happened Got since. Got pushed down. Because I, I find the entire situation totally fascinating. And I, I, but we're going to talk about it a lot in the future. So it's Stick like we don't, we, don't, we don't need to go too deep. But I do think Lamar Jackson is trying. He's to, not going anywhere. He's trying to change the game. He's trying to change how quarterback contracts are structured, and uh, I think that's what he's up to, which I think is fascinating. That he's 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 well, putting stuff out there. Deshaun Watson's agent already do it. <laughs> yes and no. He didn't get to free agency. I I think if Lamar Jackson's goal is to get to free agency, and I I believe that's what he's doing here is he can change the game. But he, that that's a waiting can, process because that's they gonna can, be that's what I mean. We're gonna be this talking year about and he this. can be tagged twice. The at, Kirk Cousins route. The Kirk Cousins route. So this could be a three year process. But if you if that if that person actually got to free agency in the middle of his prime, 
I think he'd have more power than any player in the history of the NFL has ever had uh, to be a free agent and a quarterback on the top of their power. This really hasn't happened, not in this era. You get paid what you're actually worth. You might get paid $60, 70000000 million a year. Um, all right, that's what's happening in the news. You know, I do want to hit the USFL story, uh, but it's gotten bumped two straight shows. But we're going to get to it Definitely. maybe next week. And, and Greg, you talked about bringing your, your A game this time. And I, I got to tell you guys something. I messed happened. up. Uh, no, no, no. I messed up because I wasn't bringing my A game. And I didn't get in your ear, Dan, because yeah. we didn't close the Geno seg. So I feel like we need to hit it now because there are people just waiting. Right. Right now, technically, we're still in the Geno Smith segment. Right. We've been talking about this the whole time, and that's that's on me. I should have been maybe, like, hey. Maybe to fix it, I'll reread that Geno tweet because I think it just fits so well with the segment. Yeah. Uh, once again, sent out at 8.15 in the morning. He's up early working out. Like fine wine, baby. Get better with time. And that mm. was another edition of... Sipping on vino, checking on Gino. You know, Frax just walks around the earth talking like that. It's got, I mean, it's got to work out well for her. All right, we're going to take a break. I promise you it's going to be a responsible break uh, by our friends around the league. Uh, and we'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you. I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Joining us, Greggy, the man of the hour, the man everybody wants a piece of, including us, okay? Uh, he is the draft expert for... NFL Network. His name is not Barry, but he is a wholesome assassin. It's Danny mm. Jeremiah. 
I got to be honest with you guys. I had a choice today. There's a 15-minute gap in my schedule, and I thought, you know what? I could eat lunch, <laughs> or I could come hang out with my buddies at ATN. It was oh, really wow. a no-brainer. No. No this is why both. I like DJ yeah. is because he, he tells you some real truth beneath all that wholesome uh, assassin. <laughs> uh, he doesn't want to do this show. He does enough no, shows. He I, does enough different segments. He's at the point. He doesn't want to do it, but um, he's generous enough. He's after nice him, guy. After him and Rhett do a podcast earlier and leave trash behind well, um, Oh, Rhett like the, left you a little bubbly. Like the executives. Little, little I did find out whether it was you or Rhett. It was Rhett. So, so. By the way, now when you see Rhett, give him a difficult time because uh, we were doing this show. You've got uh, Path to the Drafts going. Right. You've got Mock Draft Live is going. So we're, with all of the Move the Sticks logos, much like you have right. your ATN logos, he goes, welcome back to Path to the Drafts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Easily confused. Same there's guys, so many shows, shows right now. Yeah. You're at the center of so many of them. In fact, I did. I reached out to you and I privately texted if you could join us today. I didn't get a response, but then we went really? through, did our, I I, we I, went I, through <laughs> our people and we were able to get you. So that oh, Your people called my people. Yeah, we, we did that. So I've been good. answering all of your fantasy well, baseball questions. No, if I text you about Fernando Tatis Jr., it's it's like right 12 back. seconds. It's yeah. dot, 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 answer. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, can you give us like seven minutes for the show? It's like, <laughs> I swear I didn't see it, man. But we know, but we know your time's valuable. So we've so built what, a, yeah, a segment we around. This is what we've yeah. done. This is what we've done because we know. How long is this segment, by the way? It's exactly 12 minutes. Okay. So exactly. six minutes of him giving me grief about my Justin <laughs> Herbert grade. What are we going to do for the other six minutes? We'll save we that are, we're doing something important here. This is for the listener with DJ joining us. We are unlocking the NFL draft okay. in 12 minutes. This is the Ooh. goal, by the way. At the end of the segment, this is what we want. That's what we want. That's good. And we want to give the listeners everything that they need to know. We have six segments, two minutes a seg, okay. and we're going to get a lot of information out of the great Daniel Jeremiah. The, we're already two and a half minutes into the segment. Out of the well, 15 that, minutes we were given, okay, yeah. we are down now. <laughs> How much longer to your cookies are ready, by the way? <laughs> What's your that? Ti- your timer. Oh, I got my cookies? timer. Listen, let's stay on. Let's okay. stay on task here. Greg, get us going. All right. With the great Daniel Jeremiah. All right. Now, okay. First category. Let's start the clock. Is tough but fair questions about wide receivers. Okay. Uh, if every wide receiver maxes out their ability in this draft, who has the best career and why is it Jameson uh, Williams? Yeah, Whoa. I think if everybody maximizes it, he's got something that nobody else has. He's got a different gear than everybody else in this group. So Jamison Williams has the most upside of anybody, if it all comes together. I will say this, though. He does not have natural hands, which if you look at guys that have potentially busted at times, mm. you find big-time speed guys who don't have natural hands. That would just be my little caution. I, I feel like Patriots fans are hoping that he would fall. To, he's he's not falling to them. It's I think even... I had the – we're doing it on the show today. I had the Patriots trading up to get him. Ooh, I like that. They got to get more explosive. All right, another question here. If you were a GM, wouldn't you just take a wide receiver basically every year for your own job security because they all turn out to be good these days? And there's so many good ones in this. High game. high hit rate and the cost of of getting a veteran and the veteran market, you know, via trade or just signing a guy, the numbers are astronomical. So I think we are going to see this year, especially, we're going to see a record number of wide receivers go. All right, Garrett Wilson uh, is so high He's in so your excited, top fifty. Yeah. Greg is so excited talking about. That. I am. Well, we got Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Uh, you're doing that just to get attention, right? Just oh, that's no, why he's no, that high. No, he's he's the best one. He's he does everything. You can say like I mentioned about Jamison doesn't have natural hands coming off of a knee injury. Alave, um, big time vertical speed, not as strong. Drake London, I love him. He's my second guy, but he does not have the juice that that you get mm. there. 
Great Garrett Wilson does too. everything. Great name. Drake. Oh, Drake London? Yeah. Two Drakes from USC. In the well, I'm draft. looking at yeah, your latest mock draft. You got Drake London at 10, Garrett Wilson at 8. Who else we got here? Olave. I mean, I feel like Tra- seven Burks guys go. go in the top in the first round. Jahan Dotson, I think, is going to end up going in the first round. There's going to be, I think there'll be seven. How about Jahan Dotson to the yeah, belt? Yeah, I, I love, I love Jahan Dotson. Why? He's got the best hands in the draft. He's going to be where he's supposed to be, which the Patriots are going to put a high emphasis on that. So smart, catches everything. Okay. He's got juice. That's Great start. Next up, the category. We, how many more of these? We got? <laughs> we got five more. We're, put, we're making you work. Oh, the, let's go. The category is QB Chatter. You buying into that one of your great enemies in the field, Greg Cosell. Erica was on this show, correct? <laughs> oh, that's right. The weakest link. Is, the, is that the... Oh, don't bring it up. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I lost big time. Uh, oh, man, I never big saw time. She lost her so dignity. She bad. lost out on 60 grand. It was a whole thing. Yep. But she got a great idea for a drop, so that was all <laughs> worth it. That's true. Here we go. QB chatter. Uh, Greg Cosell, one of your enemies. Yep. <laughs> uh, five QB theory. He says five go in the first round. You buying in on that? I, I don't, but I, I get what he's saying because it's along the same lines what we were saying about the wideouts. I think when you look at what the cost is for these guys, you look at the $40 million club. Like the, the team I brought up the other day, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Greg. The Tennessee Titans, when you look at them and where they are, you got a head coach who just got a new contract. you got a GM who just got a new contract. you got a quarterback who couldn't win a playoff game when you had nine sacks, turned the ball over three times. Mm. Are you sitting there saying, we have, we have a little bit of a luxury here, a little bit of time. If you think... If, if Ryan Tannehill, you think, is still maybe a little bit better than Kenny Pickett, but is he better than Kenny Pickett plus the $30 million worth of savings you're going to get over the next or four years? Or just a swing at Kenny Pickett or whoever yeah. it turns out to be. This will upset Justin Graver, uh, who's back there. He does not want the Titans taking a quarterback or an inside linebacker. But I feel uh, like nobody's round. really mentioned them as a quarterback team, and I think that's like a sneaky quarterback team. I agree. I like. What is the other team? Like The Panthers are a team with – Everyone's saying they're in a tough spot here. Do you think they're going to do and do the move and take the quarterback early, or do you see them getting a little tricky in that sixth spot? My theory on them is is like Pickett plus, like Pickett plus or Willis plus. In other words, I think they would like to take a quarterback. I don't think they want to do it at six. They have other roster needs. You look at that offensive line. They if they could trade back and get a little something extra where they could get other guys. They need other guys to come in and play this year. They don't pick again until the fourth round. So to be able to get a Oof. quarterback plus somebody else. I think it makes sense, but it's going to be hard. You take you take a quarterback at six, I'm not so sure that it's a slam dunk that they win the job right away. And if they don't play this year, you're out of a job. They, they have to win right now. And that's, to me, they need a couple pieces here. So which is, who's your guy three years from now of these quarterbacks? Before Pickett, I feel I would sleep good about. Mm. He's just going to be a solid, solid player. Not as sexy. Transition next topic. You're halfway home after this one. Okay, nice. All right, DJ. DJ's guys. Uh, I just want you to highlight some of the guys that, that you're stumping for. You have Sauce Gardner number three. Like, yeah. why is Sauce Gardner so cool that he lives up to that? Unlocking the draft with Daniel Jeremiah. <laughs> well, the first tape that I watched, it's, sometimes it's just like one play, and you, you, you flip on the tape. I see this big, long condor out there at corner, and then he just has to flip and open his hips, and he was so loose and so fluid, which is unusual for a guy that size. And then, okay, he can find and play the ball. He's got some toughness along with him as well. Mm. So. Uh, those are those guys are hard to find big, athletic, rangy corners. Like Don't you that. think like someone who needed to win this year taking a cornerback like him would help you to win more than it would Aiden Hutchinson even a great cornerback like that? No, I mean I love impact him. Impact in I, year I, one, I, like you're gonna feel better about them. He's my highest graded player in this draft. He's my third overall mm. player, but 
he's my highest grade that I have. And to me, I just put more of a premium on the on the edge rush. So, so that is kind of stepping on the standing on the table. If you needed one running back from this draft for one drive, he's not leaving the field. Brees Hall. Okay. Yeah. Why? Brees Hall because I can give it to him inside. I can give it to him outside. I can throw him the football, and he's adequate and pass pro he can ha- he can hold on in there uh kenneth walker is an outstanding runner wasn't involved much catching the ball out of the backfield I actually talked to mel tucker about that he actually sent me practice clips of him catching the ball so you can see him he, he can't catch he just didn't get a lot of opportunity to do it and then the pass pro stuff with him is, is very much a work that's why progress. dj's got the big chair like, he sees it. mayock out there and he's like no i'm holding on to this. <laughs> eviscerate his enemies uh with a smile how about kyle Ham- hamilton yeah. who some people say the best pound-for-pound player in this draft. Is he a DJ guy? Yeah, he's my fourth overall guy. Um, yeah. I like him, and I think it's a little bit out of out of control with the, you know, the 40-time punishment that he's been given because instincts for safety, you think about that. If, if you run if you run 4-4 and I run 4-6, but I've taken two steps before you see what's happening, I've eliminated that. Like mm-hmm. it, That, to me, is I can get by with that. Ed Reed was not – Ed Reed wasn't a 4-3 guy, but he was, he was three steps ahead of everybody else on the field. But you see how DJ kind of slid in there that he's a much better athlete than me. Um, Massachusetts State Champion, Minichog Regional Falcons, number three singles. Just putting that out there. Go uh, check out with that. A, with an unbelievable team. flow, by the way. Your hair was phenomenal. Oh, in in high school. Yeah, you saw that picture. Middle, middle yeah. Part guy. I did put yeah. on an Instagram story. It's a nice middle part when my hair Solid. was dyed black. It was, it was looking good. Here we go. Next. We're really putting DJ to work. He Driver's like seat. This. Teams. That are set up well in your mind as we look. This is this is the Jets right. thing. Like I knew we were getting to the Jets thing. Like, just tell me something good about the Jets. Teams that are well, set up well. If they get Sauce Gardner, your number one graded guy. Listen, if you good. don't think the Jets are set up well, don't talk about the no, Jets. No, the Jets are absolutely set up well in this draft. They're positioned to make a killing. So I'm curious to see what they do with this year's picks and how they turn some of this year's picks into next year's picks. These teams, when you have this much capital, you're trying to spread it out a little bit. So I would. Say you were right, by the way. I, I wanted this to get to the Jets eventually, and now, and now yeah. it's there. No, they're 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 very well positioned. Um, the other team, Atlanta, has a decent amount of picks too. That I don't feel like people point that out quite as much. What about Jacksonville? Because they have so many picks, and they have the number one pick. Do you actually think there's my phone's ringing? Any right possibility? Yeah, I see it. Somebody yes. be anybody. Let's no, see it. It's not. Oh, it's Greg Cosell. It's like you're going down. If the guy's watching right now, he's going to be really disappointed that I said that. Uh, <laughs> it's, a po- it's, a, it's a podcast. It's not live. Yeah. I, mean, I know you don't know how podcasts work. Um, oh. How, <laughs> wait, the Jaguars, will they have any chance to trade back? Because I feel like they could own this draft. Nobody's, who wants that pick? Right, okay. Nobody wants that pick. But like, Phone's it, not ringing according to rap sheet. Wouldn't it be worth pick? just taking like 50 cents on the dollar of the that draft chart if you were the Jaguars? Would someone even give them 50 if, cents if on you, the dollar? Because they need so many players. But if you were the Jags, like here's an example. So it's out there. Everybody feels like Detroit loves Aiden Hutchinson. Would be the, oh, really? obviously a popular pick considering geography, if nothing else. So if you thought they were in love with him and say you were going to take Trayvon Walker with the first pick, don't you just try and threaten them a little bit and say, hey – you know, we're sure. going to take Hutchinson. If you want him, though, you can have it's him. It's like the 49ers we'll take pennies on the dollar. Thing. So when I was in Baltimore, we were going to take uh, Haloti Nada. And, and Yeah, exactly. Cleveland was right in front of us, and we thought they were going to take Cameron Wembley, which they were. They eventually did. But they said, they called us and said, we're going to take Haloti Nada. And, and everybody in the room thought, no, they're not. But Ozzy was smart enough to say, okay, if we just give him a six-round pick, it guarantees we get Haloti Nada. And I think that the six-round pick ended up being Babatunde Oshinowo. Sessler would know that. Smart move. Since you hit Atlanta, by the way, Where is he, by the way? 
another vacation. Good it's, night. All right, Atlanta. You just say something nice about for the Falcons fans. You you said you'd like how they're set up. Falcons fans need this. Well, yeah, and the good thing is, like, there's bad things and good things. The bad thing is you, your team stinks, you have no good players. The good news is you can literally take anything you want. Like, the best player available in every things. single round. They've got mm. Kyle Pitts, and that's it. So just <laughs> right. take whatever falls your way. That's kind of that a, a it's an easy fan. way to drive. I would be annoyed they didn't take a quarterback. All right, uh, we're well into the next yes, block here. Yeah. This, this block I'm calling Big Picture Questions from a Guy Who Gets It. Oh, wow. Uh, true or false? Let's workshop that one. True or false? There are 25 guys in this draft, like worthy of a top 15 uh, pick, but maybe none or only one player that's really a top five pick, if it was last year's draft especially. Yeah, I would say you could make a case that nine or ten guys from last year would go one this year. That's that's crazy. Wow. That's annoying if you – well, I guess it's not annoying. So what, Does that what, what bother about, you? Maybe no, people are like – There's a lot of depth in this reflexively people are like but don't don't get us wrong this is a good draft there's a lot of value in this draft but then you say something like that and it's like oh i wish i didn't have two first round I mean, picks Rashawn's, i mean think about outside the top five Rashawn slater would be the first pick um panay sewell would have an opportunity to be the first pick micah parsons would be the first pick why why does it make people so crazy when they saw you putting trevon walker in in your mock so high oh and now that it's now he's like getting talked about number one why why are people going so crazy about that because they they weren't familiar with him but this is exactly- but he has like very little production for a guy to go that no way. no and this is this is what happens in the draft so you have the personnel meetings, right? So you go in there and say you're the scout. You've got the high grade on somebody, so you're fighting for him and fighting for him and fighting for him. And you're like, you guys are all, you guys are all too low. And then I get him up there. So then we go out to pro days. The coaches get involved, and then you come back in and you're like, oh no, no, he's not that high. Like all of a sudden, the coaches have now taken him all the way up above here. Like I lobbied to get him to here, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that was his home, and now he's even. He's probably gone up a little bit higher than he should in this in this group. Sounds weird. Uh, Jordan Davis, I know you can't you can't get involved in this sort of thing, but over under uh, thirteen and a half as his draft slot. Does he go I, earlier or later? I, I will say I pegged him to. Uh, I went through this the other day, going through the different scenarios. I think I liked him to Baltimore, and they are fourteen, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So that's fourteen. It's banging the over. I'm going. I'm going whatever higher in the draft is. I'm going to higher. About. I feel like he's got to go in the top. Five or six, and people will just be like, "Oh wow!" Uh, and then NFL, finally, NFL security. Anyways, all right, and then finally, I know like you enjoy making um, me miserable, so I just wanted to share this no, with you. No. Um, we had Justin Herbert on at the Super Bowl, and I, I just like right. want you to know it's haunted me every day since that did I did not it. bring up the fact that you ranked Russ Blacklock. Over Ross, him, that was like Ross, not bringing Ross like Blacklock, right? Go ahead. Uh, not bringing that up because this is what we do. You're right. the draft guy podcast. That we're that, never wrong. That's our thing. <laughs> Failing to ask that question in that spot was as big a mistake at, uh, as you ranking Ross Blacklock over Justin Herbert. I must that big say, a I must say, <laughs> it's the only time I've seen an ATN video show from my timeline, and I actually watched it for that sole reason because I thought for sure you would have something. It was a long a week. I whiff. totally will. Uh, you blew it. Final topic. This one's a quickie because, listen, we're, we're up against that 15-minute limit. <laughs> DJ's messing with my chair. I already look short enough. I, before the show, I lowered him. Wait for me. This is ridiculous. Go ahead. This category is omnipotence. What's the one thing you're certain about? Mm. Just one thing. In this draft? In this draft. Or in life. 
that you're taller than Greg, perhaps? Oh, well, not anymore, because he just put the seat down. My uh, one thing I'm certain of: you give me a week with a racket, I'd be able to beat him. <laughs> Please, uh, uh, that sounds right. like a pay per view. Actually, I might have a bad Achilles. <laughs> no, that's not serious. I don't want to do that. Um, one thing that's for certain in this draft. Oh, it's going to be wide out heavy. That's my that's my prediction. Okay, early. Lots of wide outs, early and often. Like seven or eight in the first round, or seven even in the seven. top twenty. I seven, I think seven, and I think you could see them go up. Let me. Can I? Do I, I love them all. Am I allowed to ask questions on this? Sure. sure. Um, We've lost the, the Jets. Idea. The Jets. Yeah. And you want one of four or ten to be a wide out. Right. The more I look at it, the more I think just take them at four, because you'd feel worse if you missed out on the wide out at ten than if the edge rusher run happened. Yeah, I th- especially what you see what's happening like the last two years with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Like if yeah. you got a guy that you love, he can instantly transform your offense. So if they're in love with someone, don't mess around. We've been looking for the edge rusher since we. John Abraham in yeah. 2006. But you but got if- Carl Lawson coming back. Uh, but why wouldn't you just take Sauce Gardner? I love Sauce Gardner, but I'm thinking next year at this time, if the Jets are coming off with 17 games, so set, say they're they're six and 11, right. right? And Zach takes the next step, and you've got weapons, and it's fun to watch, and they're scoring points. Versus they're six and 11, and the defense has kept you in all these games. You've got all these sacks, but Zach doesn't take a step forward. Right, you wouldn't choose that option. Well, that's absolutely right. There we go. We're two and a half minutes over. But DJ, you better make sure those cookies aren't over. <laughs> Get you some warm chocolate chip cookies on the other side. Is this the nicest I've been? I tried to be. No, nice this down is here this today. was very nice. It is. Yeah. It is. I, I really um, I like uh, hanging out with you, DJ. Even though we sometimes go to war, and I and that the text wasn't answered uh, earlier this week. But then you're on the show, so it's like the wholesome assassin at the end of the day. I, I've never nice um, seen or at least felt DJ be happier though when he buried me on NFL Network <laughs> and then was like. I, I remember very this? distinctly. It was this. during the pandemic. I was at I was at Vaughn's, and yeah, you you buried me, and we were going back and forth about it. You really enjoyed enjoyed really? that, yeah. I don't, I don't recall that. Yeah. I, but that does tend to happen on the Twitter. Ricky, any do you have any thoughts before we say goodbye to Daniel Jeremiah? No, I think you guys absolutely crushed it, and I, I feel better for it for the strap. All right, let's see. Thank you. We're gonna use you. your like Q rating power, you know, sauce. Juice, like in multiple ways here, because we're putting sure. this on our TV show too. Oh yeah, now. we're getting like well, we're this str- is a TV we're show. S- well, it's a podcast, but we're struggling for content. We're gonna like re reuse it. Let's too. let's put in the. I have the the digits here. Let's put in the combination yeah. and see if we actually have unlocked the draft now. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Seventeen. Sixty-nine. Nice. Twelve. There we go. See, that's that's what you guys need on Move the Sticks. Who was your Just favorite tennis sound, player? Who was sound your favorite tennis player growing up? Lendl? <laughs> no. I don't know who was my favorite. I don't have a good answer. Malavia Washington. I, I, I sit here and answer your questions for 20 minutes. I I'm, a big, I'm a big Kei Nishikori guy now. I mean, but he, okay. he's at he's at towards the tail end. Jimmy Connors way back in the day. You you like that dude that's still trapped in Australia, I heard a lot. He, Novak Djokovic? No, he's not still there. <laughs> He's playing. He's not my favorite. Uh, DJ, thank you, yep. my man. Uh, enjoy you your boys. lunch, and I have some hot cookies waiting for you on the other thank side. You. I appreciate class. that. Daniel Jeremiah, you know where to find him everywhere from now till the draft. Where are you going, by the way, after the draft? You just you disappear? My kids are still in school. Everybody's like, you go on vacation? I'm like, no, the kids are in school. I just I stay home. You, you, al- you always it? send out a tweet, though, like, all right, which reality shows should I start watching? I jump watching? into HGTV okay. heavy. There you go. I did. I do. Th- I don't know when does the new season of Renovation Island come out. That's a, <laughs> one of my favorites. I love that. Is it really annoying that every conversation you have at some point is like, man, you must be pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> 
course he's busy. He's Jeremiah. All right. Thank you, buddy. I really didn't answer your text, did I? He says 15 It's minutes. all right. I didn't take He, he knows we're going to take 20. But that's, that's why, why it was a surprise 15, yeah. when Ricky Hollywood came to us and said, if she would ask, we, got, I would have we have exactly like 15 minutes with DJ Yeah, DJ's tomorrow. never ghosted one of my texts. Split ends, you, you just say the word. Oh, I'm perfect. There. I'm there. <laughs> there you go. See you guys. All right, there he goes, Daniel Jeremiah. Yes, he was a kinder, um, gentler Jeremiah, but you always wonder if that's a setup for something else. It usually is with him, although I don't know. Maybe we've all been through a lot the last few years, pandemic, like you know, and maybe we're maybe we're back, and it's just like he he cares more about the people behind behind the mics. Wow, well that would be, I do. be really nice. Because I at some point I feel like the whole Herbert Blacklock thing has started to annoy him. So I'm I want to I mean it's right. Step back I was a little surprised that. you brought it up step here back on the that. program, but uh, well he brought point. it up first, so you know. It was on his mind. Right, right. And then he twisted the knife on him a little bit. But that's okay. I was I was trying to say, I really, it really has haunted me. I'm not joking. Immediately after we did that show, I was like furious. And I was like, I can't believe I did. Because we're not going to have Justin Herbert again. He He's only doing that Super Bowl car wash right. one Once. time. We at the it. point where he realized like, oh, I could just say no and not do this. And I'd still get money. Right. Um, I actually don't need to do any headphones. of this. Right, like I'm still gonna be just as famous and just as rich. Like I, this was it. He's not. It's not happening again. Um, and I didn't ask him that question because then, then it might have even come up. He might have brought it up to DJ at some point when they were. Well, talking, here's you know, here's but, the other way to look at it. We are our podcast. You never know. In a couple of years, the podcast could be even even more visible space, and we'll get Herbert. Like these, other, it's not like Herbert's an untouchable. He's just not going through the car wash. Anymore. He's not doing the car wash. At best, he'll be in the Tony Romo shilling for DirecTV, not even paying attention to what he's saying phase of his career. I mean, I'm working on training point. camp content planning right now. Well, there so you go. We do could it, be do there. It again. There was, uh, what was it la- when you were out? Someone was listening to a past episode of our show, and um, it started with, oh, yeah, we were doing a Qualis du Fantasia. And uh, the past episode with Wes involved, you would open the episode when we were in our news segment talking about how much you were uh, intrigued by Blake Bortles and how much you enjoyed oh, wow. his play. So we've all he, whiffed, you know. He did have that second year where it was like, hmm, Blake Bortles. It, people around, like I wasn't the only one. People were like, huh, mm-hmm. this could be fun. And then, yeah. Um, all right. There we go. Thank you to DJ. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back on the television or wherever you watch things that are on TV at this point. I don't know how it works. Game Pass UK, those people. I think you could watch the Around the NFL broadcast as well. YouTube as well. So make sure to keep an eye out, but it's on NFL Network uh, tomorrow in a new time slot. So make sure you check out your local listings. That time slot, I believe, is... One hour later than it was before. I think it's 4 p.m. Eastern now. 4 p.m. Eastern. So check it out. Uh, and have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday as we inch closer to the draft. We get Mark Sessler back, so we'll have the whole gang together to dig in as we get ready for our last week before we head to Vegas. It's happening, Greggy. Until then, heed the call.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.